Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness podcast episode 76, Black Crows with Jimmy Page, Holmdale, New Jersey, June 20, no, June 30th, 2000, part two. We're doing a part two because it's that good. And I have gotten more feedback over this show or this episode the last episode, rather, um, with uh, Jimmy and the Black Crows than I have in, in, a, in a while. And it's a mixed bag. All of it, actually, which doesn't make it very mixed, is firmly on the side of Jimmy's playing amazingly. And that's true. He did, for this tour, play amazingly, like he did on the 98 tour. But the, some people cannot get past Chris Robinson's voice um, at this show especially he is better on other shows Robert has his off nights but this isn't Chris's music and it's not really his range or his style so I understand the uh, frustration he must have had trying to sing Robert Plant material when you don't have a Robert Plant voice or range but being Chris Robinson, instead of going, you know what's difficult? Singing Robert Plant songs when you don't have a Robert Plant range. Instead of doing that, he was just kind of a dick and saying that he didn't really care for Robert Plant, his songs, and the way he sings. Okie dokie, buddy. Okie dokie. Anyhow, the band is incredible. The band is incredible. The Black Crows are incredible. I have lauded them in the last episode, and I shall continue to laud them. I shall laud them from the mountaintops. Um, they're just great, and it's great to hear Jimmy with a band again. And it's not like Page Plant wasn't, but it, it was a much smaller toolkit. Page Plant was the uh, was like the the ten piece toolkit you can get hanging on the peg at Walmart at the cash register. You know, it's got a cheap, cheap, cheap Chinese socket set with a few sockets, Phillips screwdriver, standard screwdriver, and a uh, vice grip. All of which exceedingly cheap, but if you're not using it all the time, perfectly serviceable. And that's what Page Plant's band was. Charlie Jones, perfectly serviceable, by which I mean adequate, not exceptional, bass player. And Michael Lee was good in as much as he had a lot of punch and a lot of enthusiasm and he really backed up Jimmy's playing a lot but complex not much loved him again this is a matter of degrees this is a matter of you know an A plus or an A plus plus kind of situation I always regret criticizing bands because then at this point it's weird because like someone, uh, Steve Gorman actually liked a tweet that was sent out by somebody sharing the Zocros podcast. And then it's like, well, shit, if he liked that, and it's it's very, very likely he just hit like, but it's also not a 0% possibility that he listened to it, at least some of it, which is a bummer because I was off my game last week, just off my beam. But um, to know that these people may, at this point hear what I'm saying. And I'm not talking Jimmy and Robert, but, you know. Steve Gorman, sir, 
I love your drumming. I love your drumming. That transition you make from the song I can't remember into Wiser Time makes my heart break every time. And you, the song Descending, which is one of my favorite songs of all time, period, that is made by you with your solid drumming. Man, I play I play air drums to that. And I mean that. I have drumsticks. I've had drumsticks for the last 35 years. And I actually can play serviceable bar band drums without ever owning a drum kit and not having played a real drum kit for 15 years because I air drum so much and I practice the moves. It's silly. It's really silly, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a silly, I'm a silly goose. You should know that by now if you listen. So anyways, Mr. Gorman, I am not a sports fan. Alas, I am a music fan, and I am a fan of your drumming. Magnificent. Magnificent. It's substantial, and it's great, and it means the world to me, and you're one of the very few drummers that I can just listen to on a track and just listen to. Not as a drummer, but just as a person who is somewhat of a musician and knows good music when he hears it. All right. As kissing aside, we're back to the aborted Black Crow's Jimmy Page tour, which um, really gave a shot in the arm to the Black Crow's as a band and getting their music listened to and getting people to their shows again. And that's been and that's from the mouths of uh, Rich Robinson and Steve Gorman. But um, apparently, according to Steve Gorman in his excellent Excellent, excellent book, which you should get, and I will look up the name of. I was supposed to get it. Somebody bought it for me like a year ago, or whenever it came out. It must have come out not much more than a year ago. It's like, I bought you this book, and then they read it, and then I I never got the book. It happens. So I should now get the book myself, is what I'm saying. Anyhow, in that book, uh, Mr. Gorman alleges that... The reason that the 55-date Jimmy Page Black Crows tour terminated after 11 dates, the official reason is that Jimmy fucked up his back, which is completely possible playing a Les Paul. They are heavy as shit. When you're in your 50s, jumping around with that thing, Christ Almighty. And now that I'm in my 50s, every once in a while, I just wake up and my back is fucked. Because of nothing. It's not like, oh, I shouldn't have shouldn't hauled all that lumber yesterday. No, I'm just old and decaying. And when your back's fucked up, life is miserable. But um, Mr. Gorman says in his book that it was because uh, Rich Robinson, the uh, guitar-playing brother of the Robinson duo, uh, turned down Jimmy when Jimmy offered some riffs and offered to write some songs and present some material to the Crows for an album for them to all of them to record together. And uh, apparently Rich was like, no thanks, we write our own material kind of thing. And Jimmy was like, all right, well, fuck yourself. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Which is what he did right after they appeared on The Tonight Show. He went home, the tour was off. Heard his back, and that was it. And that's a bummer. And that's a bummer. I get it. 
I get it. I mean, you are dealing with egos, of course, but you're also dealing with, I mean, you don't tell anybody on this planet, Cardi B, even if she didn't know who Jimmy Page was, her manager would say, Jimmy Page wants to do a song with you? Fuck yes, you're doing a song with Jimmy Page. Um, you just don't say that. You just don't do that. And I believe Mr. Gorman because I believe him. Why would he lie after 20 years? Why would he lie about that? I mean, it's noted that the Robinson brothers, much like the, the, the fuckheads from Oasis and... um. Dave and Ray from the Kinks, I mean, brothers. You don't want to be in a band with brothers. And Van Halen. There's just drama, and there's always drama, there's always fights, and it's always them against the rest of the band, even if they hate each other. You know, look at Mike Anthony. Jesus. All right. Hey, look, I wasted nine minutes of your precious time. Great. It's a Dorian Gray-type situation. I have going on here. So that nine minutes I've stolen from you. And that's a communal you. So it's nine minutes times the number of people who listen to this and will listen to this in perpetuity gets granted to me. And I de-age by that amount. Granted, it's chicken feed. It's like it's like picking pennies up off the road. But you pick up enough pennies, you eventually have a dollar. If you have a dollar... You buy a candy bar. So, thank you for the candy bar. Alrighty, let's get back to this wonderful show in Holmdel. Boy, that name rolls off the tongue. New Jersey, June 30th, 19... No, not 19. June 30th, 2000. Uh, 20 years to the day after Led Zeppelin's fantastic show in Frankfurt, Germany where they played uh, what is regarded by some to be the best Achilles' last stand. This band did not do Achilles' last stand, but I don't blame them. That's not that kind of band. And uh, Although it would have been awesome. And maybe had they done the full 55 dates, they may have. So let's jump in, now that I've wasted ten and a half minutes of your precious, precious time. Why do you rob me of my life, precious? We're going to listen to right now. It's not a Black Crows tune, it's not a Yardbirds tune, it's not a Zeppelin tune. It is a Peter Green Fleetwood Mac tune, and it is Oh Well. And it is a great song, it is a fun song, and it is nice to hear Jimmy rock out with a band. And it's also the kind of thing that Chris Robinson can sing much better, so it's a much better performance. Alright friends, here we go, Oh Well, June 30th, 2000, Jimmy and the Crows.
shape of a man. I can't sing. I ain't pretty, and my legs are thin. Don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. Oh, yeah. That was so cool. It was so cool because he sounded like Jimmy Page. He played like Jimmy Page, and he played riffs and licks that were Jimmy Page riffs and licks. And what's interesting about this show, and what was interesting to me about the um, uh, the Page Plant show that I did uh, a little while back, not, not very far, the 98 show, is that he's playing, I mean, he has his stock and trade licks we know them if you've listened to live jimmy here he's not leaning on them sometimes he leaned on them 
Sometimes he leaned on them because maybe there wasn't anything in the tank creatively in that moment because he does improvise and wing it. And you got to have something to play, you know, when you don't have anything to play. This is sounds different to me. It sounds like he's using those old licks. Okay, first of all, let's break this down. Um, many of the licks and playing he was doing was were, were, am, is, were, uh, dazed and confused, live dazed and confused licks. So that was cool to hear. And it was tight, tight like the 88 Outrider tour, tight like the 98 Page Plant tour. And um, except this time he had a band, a top shelf band. I mean, the Black Crows, this iteration of the Black Crows pre-breakup were phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, Allman Brothers level tight and good. And and it's just it's just miraculous to hear him and to hear that support. And then to have the guitarists behind him. You know, you've got lead guitarists that are insane. Jam band guitarists who live to solo and shred. Just supporting Jimmy in the way that makes the music solid and substantial. It's magnificent to hear. And of course, Steve Gorman backing it all up with his phenomenally soulful playing. I mean, I get I get emotion from his playing. And I get I get a very uh, aware mind that is reigning in that is both driving and hurting all the other musicians hurting like a shepherd sheep herder um not the past tense of here which wouldn't be a present tense verb anyway never mind anyways basically tldr that was awesome and let's go to other things that are awesome you know what else is awesome we're gonna play some of the songs that were made better and possible by the addition of all these other the the supplemental two supplemental guitarists and the bass player and the separate keyboard player Eddie Harsh who's brilliant and soulful as well um first we're going to hear 10 years gone now 10 years gone actually I'm not even going to say anything here's what I'm going to say you haven't heard it played like this before it's very similar to the album and that Jimmy doesn't have his B bender and do the B bender stuff he would do uh, every other time it's been played live, it's it's similar to the album in that way, and it has to be when you're when you have that many musicians playing, it has to there has to be a little bit more of a rigid structure for songs like this. I mean, Ten Years Gone is not a jam song like you know Wiser Time would be from the Crows, um, or or Dazed and Confused or, or Lemon Song, something like that where you can stretch out. This is a performance, and Jimmy's playing is amazing because you haven't heard him play like this before. It's the the most interesting thing that I that I heard was him usually with 10 years gone, he tries to kind of stick to the studio solo in a way. Um for a lot of it. Because A it's so beautiful and B like I said it's not it's not a structure for much jamming. Although he you know it's Basically, not he still would stretch. Like if you listen to the Copenhagen 79, you hear him go off and play the most beautiful solo I've ever heard. But 
This time, what I initially mistook for a little bit of hesitance in his playing, what I think it was, was him going to play the standard solo, but then going off and taking chances successfully. Successfully. I mean, he's Jimmy Page. Um, There's a flub here and there, as there would be with anybody who plays like him, and that's one of the reasons to love him. But this is just such a deeply, deeply, what is it, virtuoso performance. This whole show is a virtuoso performance by Jimmy. And, you know, Jimmy at his most Jimmy. None more Jimmy. And ten years gone, this is evident in uh, also having the other guitars behind him playing things that you might not have remembered. I mean, they're from the record, but not from the live performances, because when Zeppelin would play it, Jonesy was relegated to playing a triple-necked acoustic and playing bass pedals with his feet, like Geddy Lee does when he plays keyboards. This, you've got the bass and the keyboards and the guitarists behind Jimmy making a rich, rich soundscape. And you're going to dig it. Jimmy Page, 10 years gone. And the Black Crows. Enjoy, friends. This is a good one. Changes fill my time. The 
baby, that's all right with me. In the midst, I think of you, how it used to be.
that was good. That was good. It was not my favorite um, performance of it, but it's amazing just to hear Jimmy take the lead of such a solid band and really stretch and grow um, in the 2000s, or in 2000 anyway. It breaks my heart that it didn't go further. It really does. But all right, enough of that. You could really tell you the guitar army and the keys supplementing and, of course, the bass. And Chris was better at that. He didn't seem to know the lyrics solidly. And it's got to be weird singing someone else's lyrics. I don't know. I can't see him being a, a team player very much. But what do I know? I saw them once in 1990. Man, I had a signed shirt signed by all of them that I got back maybe in 1991. There was um, a rock and roll auction, the the local radio show uh, where I lived in Manchester, New Hampshire. WGIR, I think it was, had a rock and roll auction. And uh, my friend and I went. And it was weird because it was like a late morning kind of thing. And so there's there's Loverboy, the two dudes from Extreme, who performed more than words for us acoustically for 11 people, and it was incredible. Uh, Joe Lynn Turner, who used to sing for Rainbow. Street, do you remember me on the street of dreams? That guy. Uh, Loverboy, I remember for some reason. Maybe Ace Freely? I don't know. I may be conflating different things, or I just may have added to it. But in any case, um, there was a whole bunch of autograph memorabilia for charity, I assume. And I bought a, um, a signed Black Crows tour shirt. It was a black shirt with the Black Crows logo. And it was signed in like white paint pen. And I had it until... I didn't, and it's something that went with a girlfriend I broke up with, and we did the breaking up while I was living in New York in the Catskills, and she was living in Maine, so uh, she divvied up the goods, and that was part of the first Great Purge. She got all my 45s. I had some good 45s, man. Anyway, who cares, right? Who cares? That That breakup was... 28 years ago. Can't really dwell on that much. 28? No, 29 years ago. Shit. All right. Plowing ahead, as Bill Burr says. We're going to play another song. Uh, This one is one that Zeppelin had never played live. And Page and Plant had alluded to it now and again, but never played it in full that I know of. If they did, let me know. Call me stupid. Um, But this is In the Light. And this is another song that benefits from having the keyboard, bass player, and a whole bunch of guitars. It's really good. And this is another thing that is a little more in Chris's wheelhouse. So the vocals should not be too distracting. And as usual, Steve Gorman and crew kill it. Eddie Harsh kills it. What I love is that they take the song and play it faithfully while making it theirs. It's not like a uh, rote presentation of the song it it mm. well you'll hear it right you we will if you'll shut the fuck up thank you i will shut the fuck up and you will now hear this song in the light black crows and jimmy enjoy 
Of the silvery moon. The moon looks amazing tonight. Tonight being October 1st, 2020, because this will last on the internet forever. And uh, the moon is just gorgeous. Gorgeous, hanging, lambent, and gravid with meaning. All right. In the light was good, right? Yeah, it was good. It's nice to hear Jimmy stretch out in, in these vehicles that he can do so just so refreshing so refreshing 
I think there would have been a, a... Hmm. No, I'm going to walk that back. Um, all right. Well, I've got one more song for you. And, but before that, here comes all the bullshit. You can follow me on Twitter, at Heart of Markness. You are welcome to. You can join my Facebook group, the Heart of Markness Facebook group. Lots and lots and lots, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of wonderful people in that group who are all music fanatics, Zeppelin fanatics, Jimmy fanatics, who share shows, share insights, share how to burn a DVD, because it's been, shit, a decade since you've really done that, and and things like that. It's, it's a nice little community that... It, I've had no problems with it other than having to kick one guy out who is just a total scammer. You know, like Nigerian scammer level. Hello, friend, I love you so much. I give you 200 million U.S. dollars American if you help me. And uh, I never got the money. So he's out of the group. Uh, Facebook, right? Yes. Uh, I also have heartofmarkness.com which is where I park the podcasts, as well as, where applicable, the full concerts from the shows that I feature. So if you want to own this entire concert, not just the songs that you've heard on the podcast, but the whole two-disc set, you can download it for free at heartofmarkness.com. And that goes with uh, the rest of the shows on the podcast, too. The further back you go, it gets pretty spotty, but... um, God, there's got to be the last 40 or 50 probably have it there, I hope. And um, that goes for the bonus episodes as well, friends. The only time when I wouldn't do it is if I'm covering tours or just things where I didn't have the show. I had to, I had to rip it off of YouTube or something, which is rare, but it happens. Um, so there are a few where there's really no show to mention. But, I mean, that's maybe two or three out of including the bonus episode, well over 100. So go nuts. And if you want to go nuts, if you like what I do, if this this podcast makes you smile every week and you are of a mind and ability to support, I invite you to become a patron of the Heart of Markness, patreon.com slash heartofmarkness. Um, you can get a sticker. I've got stickers. And you get your own podcast every month. That's just for you. And I read your name out, first name only, so nobody gets murdered, um, <laughs> every week for every episode. Uh, occasionally I forget, but literally that's only like one or two out of, again, well over a hundred times. And you get honest-to-God gratitude from somebody who your patronage, honest-to-God, has a physical effect. Makes my life better. I am not a man of means, so this really helps my life. And I love you for it. And if you can't or you don't want to, no worries. It's, it's a free podcast and it's always going to be. This is just for those who are moved to do so. And speaking of, these are the Titans upon whose back rests the heart of Markness. No, upon whose shoulders. Yeah, upon whose shoulders rest the heart of Markness podcast. So a laurel and hearty handshake. Go out to Michael, Rob, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy. Congratulations on the house, Danielle. Tracy, David, Peter, 
And David and Peter are both very active in the Facebook group. Great guys. Mark, other David, also a great guy. Bill, Mimo, and I sing his name like that because I don't know any other Mimos. And um, it sounds like a name you should sing. Like from a mountaintop, like Ricola, Mimo. He's also the guy that asked me to uh, cover a show in 77 and there was no show on that date. So I went bonkers like, I must accommodate Mimo. And it wasn't there. You'll never live that down, buddy. And lastly, but not leastly, Avi, he of the Raven Avatar. My friends, thank you so much for supporting the show. And let's get back to it. The show, that is. I'm going to play you one last song. It is a Black Crows song. I was going to play you Remedy, because that is most likely the song that you would recognize of the Black Crows songs they played. And it's a great song. I changed that because while I was listening to In the Light, I was reading about Jimmy Page and the Black Crows on Der Interwebs, and I saw that apparently, allegedly, uh, Jimmy was quite fond of this song, which is Horsehead. And some of the other people in some of the threads I read, I'm a fast reader, um, also singled out Horsehead as a great song. Like, wow, is what Zeppelin song is this? It's not. It's a Black Crows song. Holy shit, this band is better than I thought. Kind of stuff. So, we are going to listen to Horsehead, Jimmy playing a Black Crows song. Enjoy it, friends, and I will be back to say bye-bye.
We're going to get into this thing uh, <coughs> by Mr. Peter Green and his Fleetwood Mac. It's called Old Wheel. Well, to my ears, that sounded like the song Gone off of the Amorica album and not like Horsehead off of By Your Side. But it's been so long since I've listened to either. Maybe it was an amalgam of both of them. Anyways, it was really good. And it's nice to hear Jimmy sitting back and taking a backseat to the Black Crows and filling in perfectly. Man, they should have done more together. Man, whatever the reason, whether it was Jimmy's back or Rich's stupid fucking mouth or whatever that prevented that that relationship from continuing, um, it's heartbreaking. In another reality, they went on and finished that 55-city tour and did an album together. And in yet another universe, Chris Robinson was struck dumb or had that Julie Andrews thing where he had surgery and it fucked it up and he could never sing again and they had to get somebody else to sing for them. Shit, Nancy Wilson would have done a great job and I still stand by Joan Osborne and I had somebody else back that up. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Anybody listening to that, correct me, that was gone, right? At least there were parts of gone. In that performance, it didn't sound very horse-heady to me. But again, this is all... I mean, I haven't listened to By Your Side shit in ten years, at least. And Amorica, I skipped through. Um, I think Amorica has Descending, right? Wow. Yes, Amorica has Descending. Again, my favorite Black Crows tune by far. And a perfect song for Chris Robinson. And it's one where his lyrical ability is commensurate with the song and the lyrics he wrote. It all fits in. Oh, so good. And the sleigh bells. Holy shit, the sleigh bells at the end. And then you realize they were there the whole time, just buried in the mix. I love the Crows, I love the production on that album, and I love that, for the most part, they were a band that would record essentially live in the studio. In a very well-miked studio, they would play live. Something that's a lot like um, Radiohead, when they do the In the Basement stuff. And, you know, I know Radiohead isn't everybody's cup of tea, but that's another band in an entire other genre. But that's an amazing band right there. Um, boy, oh boy. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up since I'm out of songs for you. If you want this show, and I, I recommend grabbing this show. Um, if you don't know, if you don't know the internet because you're old or you're just not tech savvy, as they say, well, here's an opportunity to learn. Or get your kid or your grandkid or your wife or whoever does your computer stuff, to download that for you and burn it on some CDs if you like CDs or MP3s or whatever. Hardamarkness.com, grab this show. It's already up. I don't have to worry about it because it was it was posted in the um, part one post from last week. So it's already there. If you haven't grabbed it, grab it. Life is too short to go without listening to wonderful music. And, uh, well, let's wrap that up. I'm going to go out and look at that beautiful moon for a minute. 
Not because I'm a, a romantic, but because I have to take the trash to the curb. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Be good to yourselves and each other. And I will be with you this weekend. It'll be Sunday because I'm going to spend another uh, Friday, Saturday with my family working out the whole COVID thing. I was going crazy not seeing my kid, but she was in a perfect little bubble um, at her mom's. And I didn't want to break that bubble in case uh, it killed her. So, but now, now we're easing up and I'm seeing her. I think this will be three weeks in a row and it's just great. And I love her. And uh, you didn't need to know any of that, but now you do. All right. Thank you very much. See you this weekend. Bye.